Today on the 1012 Podcast, we're making picks for Big 12 Week 3 games. That includes the backyard brawl between West Virginia and Pitt, the battle for the bell between Cincinnati and Miami of Ohio, plus the first Big 12 game of the season, Houston hosting TCU, and a whole lot more. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the 1012, the podcast that covers all 14 teams in the Big 12 Conference, plus Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. We are the flagship show of the 1012 Network. Find every podcast in the network at 1012network.com, T-E-N, the number 12, the word network. And we are partners with Sports Social, Europe's biggest sports podcast network. If you're a Premier League fan, you need to go check them out. I'm your host, Philip Slavin. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday. It is, it's picks day. We're here to make picks for every Big 12 game, non-FCS included, as we always do. Partially because A, I mean, the lines don't come out till Saturday, so there's not like we could do it anyways. And B, it's FCS games. I, I like the FCS. We're not picking those. Joining me today, as they do every week, to make picks for the Big 12, he is the LGGOG himself. He is the defending champ from last season. He is Chris Ross. Yeah, it's starting to slip away. Daniel uh, Daniel came on strong this week. Yeah, we have a, a new winner. Week two, the new champ dominated week two. We're going to get to that in a second. He is our pro picker, Daniel Alexander. Hey, just got a great week. And then, as discussed before we hit record, bad variance, man. But uh, I'll let you. We'll, we'll get to that on the breakdown. We we were very close to a twelve and a week. Let's see if we can run it back. A lot of bad beats. A lot of bad beats last week. Uh, let us recount how the weeks went for each of us. Daniel, as we mentioned, went nine and three. Hit on the under forty-seven in Baylor, Utah. Hit on the under thirty-six and a half. That sicko total in Iowa State, Iowa. Hit on the under sixty-eight and a half. In OUSMU, hit on Cincinnati plus seven and a half. We all did. It was a three-way group. That was perfect. Awesome. Hit on Texas plus seven. Hit on Boise State plus three and a half. Hit on the over 52 and a half in Houston and Rice. Hit on the under, or sorry, hit on OSU minus three. We all have that one as well. And hit on Texas State plus 13 and a half versus UTSA. The misses were the over 58 in Kansas, Illinois. Daniel and I both missed that one. The total was 57. 57 points were scored in that game. Under 52 in Kansas State versus Troy. And then the baddest of the bad beats of the weekend, Texas Tech plus six and a half. Missed that one after a pick six late, late, late in the game. Gave Oregon State a double-digit victory. No, it was, what, it was eight points? I think it was eight, eight point total. Yeah. Good, good. Gravy, that was a bad beat. Just a bad beat. But still, a 9-3 and three week for you brings your total on the season to 13-9. and nine. First off, I want to say cap that Iowa-Iowa State almost exactly. I think we were talking about team totals, and I said Iowa State's ceiling will be probably about 16 in that game. It'll probably end around 13. Of course, Iowa wins 20-13, to 13, so felt good to cap that well. Um, <clears throat> man, I was watching. I was out with some buddies watching that Oregon-Texas Tech game, and we all do. I mean, that interception happened. It affected the over. It affected, uh, I mean, you know, total total got beat on that. And then, obviously, Oregon covered. <laughs> what a bad beat. Nothing you can do but laugh. On to the next. Let's run it back. Let's let's uh, let's sweep the board this week. Chris and I both went six and six. Chris hit Kansas minus three. Hit Kansas State minus 16 and a half. Iowa minus four. Cincinnati plus seven and a half. Oregon minus six and a half and Oklahoma State minus three. Misses were Utah minus seven and a half. Utah, of course, got the win, but did not get the cover. SMU plus 16, Bama minus seven, UCF minus three and a half, Houston minus nine and a half, and Nebraska plus three and a half. Six and six for the week, 12 and 10. Just a game back from Chris uh, for the season so far. Yeah, I mean, not a terrible week. I mean, 500 is the worst you do, then you're doing pretty good, but. We'd like to do a little bit better than that this week. Not going backwards, but but not moving forwards. Just staying the same. That's all right. 
Uh, I also went six and six hit on Kansas state minus 16 and a half hit on the under 36 and a half in Iowa state, Iowa hit on OU minus 15 and a half hit on Cincinnati plus seven and a half hit on Boise state plus three and a half and Oklahoma state minus three. And this is where the over 58 in Kansas, Illinois, Utah minus seven and a half, the under 54 and a half in Texas, Alabama, Texas tech plus six and a half Houston minus nine and a half and the over 54 in Cal Auburn. That one wasn't even close. Six and six on the week brings my total to 10 and 12. Hoping this week to get back above 500. Uh, we've got 10 games in the Big 12 plus one non-Big 12 game to pick. We're gonna, uh, we are gonna we got some we're going to talk about, some we're going to get through quickly this week. Very excited to get started. And you know what? Like We've got some ads and some things to get to. We'll get to those. I want to start picking. You guys ready to go? Roll. Let's go. I love the enthusiasm. You guys just, I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's palpable. I mean, I, I'm, I'm over here. I was just, bl- I was blown away by it. My hair looks. It's just, it's I'm, so I'm over here trying to finalize my things. My bad. Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, he will be very successful for Chris. He he does this like uh, a small child choosing their NCAA March Madness bracket. Like, I like the blue turtles. Perfect. Uh, yeah, we do yeah, this that's in- about how much thought. <laughs> we do this in cr- yeah. chronological order, as always. That means we're kicking off. No weekday games this week. I'm kind of sad. I enjoyed the Friday night games. But Saturday morning, 11 a.m., SEC Network. Well, that is just wrong. That's wrong. A Big 12 SEC matchup should not be on the SEC Network. Alas, Kansas State going off on the road to Columbia to face a former Big 12 foe, a rivalry renewed, Missouri on the road. Uh, at the moment, Kansas State is a five-point favorite. Total in this one is at 48 Daniel, you were our big winner last week, so you are up first, sir. What would you like? God, of course, this is a game first one we come out with. I've got nothing on it. Um, was this was this the matchup? Was it last year where we had an under and there was like lightning or something that paused the game, and then they came out and just everyone boat raced for the next two quarters, and the game flew over? Am I remembering that correctly? I Not remember the- a lot of a lot of turnovers that led to touchdowns for Kansas State. Oh, and I think I had the under, and I just remember just feeling like. I am burning money here in this spot. Um, look, Missouri was bet at Sharps betted on, on the five and the six. K-State handled Troy sort of how we expect them to. Troy had a little more offense than I thought they would last week. Um, both of these teams, strong front sevens. Total has been bet up a little bit, but I'm going to roll with that under a 48. This This has like a like a 24 to 20 or 21, 17 type thing written all over it. Uh, weather looks pretty good from what I could tell right now. But yeah. It looks like clear, no precipitation or anything, but I mean, K-State, I hope they don't burn me. Give me that under 48. Uh, I have real money on this game on Kansas state to cover the five and a half. I think they will. Missouri's defense is solid. So is Kansas state. So I considered the under in this one, but Missouri's offense isn't great. Kansas state has a good quarterback. Missouri does not. I get Kansas State for a less than a touchdown. Emaw, give me the Wildcats minus five and a half. I I believe in what they are. I don't believe in Drinkowitz at Missouri. It might be close early, but I think Kansas State pulls away in this one. And it, and it just, I think, a mismatch of quarterbacks. Chris? Yeah, every man a Wildcat. Uh, oh, wait, like oh, Daniel. I'm sorry. The... Did I say five and a half? Sorry, I made my notes. Yeah, you did. I was going to address that. Uh, I was like, I, get, I, I'm I, got, sure I got a lot of fives. I, would, I got a lot of fives. Like I'm, to... I'm taking myself five. No, just kidding. I'm giving myself five because there's a lot of fives on the board. So really? I, I, I write notes throughout the day. Huh? I showed a three and a half. Three and a half for Kansas State. Yeah, that might be a bad line. That's just what action showing. Um, I I see solid. Back me up here, Daniel. All I see are fives with a cup, a sprinkling of five and a half. If if that's what you want, I don't see a three and a half anywhere. ESPN and Action both have a three and a half. Jumping in here, they're not going straight to the books. Let me up four. Let me. We're at minus four. Real lines minus four. We're minus four. Oh, we are at minus minus four. four. (gasps) Wait, do I see a three and a half? I do see a three and a half at circa. Yeah, I take it. Oh my I mean, God. that's what? as real. That's as real. All as right, this is what happens when I I open up the old surface and don't update. So, Daniel, is that being bet down then? Yeah, people are betting Missouri. Yeah. Yes. Well, Why? let's let let's uh, uh, money that can move lines is being is betting Missouri. 
is what yeah, I because say. Action shows that the percentage of bets is mostly on Kansas State. So the money that was on Missouri, that's interesting. Yeah, Action's probably just report. I mean, I don't know. Sure, so they're sure yeah. speculating sure. here, but they're probably reporting like one or two books. Okay. Hmm. Very, well, very interesting. I, I felt better about my Kansas State pick until we started looking at that. <laughs> Uh, I'm still going to ride with the Wildcats. I feel like they're the better team here. Um, yeah, Troy scores some points, but I think both these teams are kind of looking forward to this weekend. Um, there's a reason they want it on SEC Network. They don't want the general public to see this. Uh, give me Kansas State. All right. I'm 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 trying to see if I can find any news here to explain why the line move has been what it has I mean, two been. points isn't crazy. That's probably not that big of news. Duffy's still not probably going to play. He's been out all season. Keegan Johnson, wide receiver. This is this is interesting. I don't know. I don't Just see any significant. No. Hey, I'll take it. You're going to make it easier for me to get. Yeah, three and a half. Still less than touchdown. Okay, I love it. Um, Iowa State going on the road to a G5. I love games like this. Iowa State likes to go road games to G5 opponents. They're on the way to Ohio. The Mighty Bobcats. Is that right? I think it's the Ohio Bobcats. Yeah. I, yep. I used to remember everybody's mascots, and, and I get older. And um, I, you know that scene in uh, the Pixar movie whose name has escaped me about all the emotions? It's the start where they're just like throwing memories away. That's me. I've oh, that. golly. What is that? Oh, that movie. Yeah. Yeah, so I can't remember the name of it. That uh, that memory has also been right. pushed out of my brain. I was the core a, memories and uh, yeah. the clown, the bing bong. Why can I remember that? But not the name of the movie. Because those are the things that matter. Uh, Iowa State is a three point favorite on the road. Total is at forty two and a half. Uh, I'm up first here. These lines have all changed from when I made notes just earlier today. This is insane. Um, look, you can be down on Iowa State, and and I get why. Um, on on Monday's episode, I questioned Matt Campbell's that's the best we played in that game against Iowa quote that he made. Um, after doing a little digging, talking to some people, it's not as crazy as a quote as it sounds. It doesn't work in the context because you lost still. But his point might have been somewhat valid. There's an argument to say that Iowa State outplayed Iowa on Saturday. There's various things, including, and I don't love PFF when it comes to special teams rankings, but... Football Outsiders is apparently gone, RIP, so that's all I have now. And Iowa State special teams, through two games, are the best it's been, basically, since Matt Campbell's first year. So these are positives. The defenses are the strength here for both teams. Ohio has faced... uh, Meh, competition? Iowa's faced much better competition. So I'm taking the under. 44 points. I see again. I got my notes. Uh, what do I see? I got 42 and a half across the board. Who have these 43s? Win and station. Daniel, we go with 43s at win and station. I'll give you a 43. Great. Give, give it because to I'm, Because 43 is still more points than either team has had in a game so far this season. I will take the under 43. I know it's a low game, but just taking Iowa State unders, we talked about this last week. That's just That's just how you win money. You just bet Matt Campbell unders. Chris? Yeah, I'm going to turn this inside out. Uh, because I don't like doing over-unders. And I was just quoting the movie. That's the name of the movie title. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Inside thank out. You. All right. So back to fix. I, I don't have a lot of reason for this. I like him to bounce back after the loss. Colorado, uh, though, I don't like it. Iowa State, though, to cover the three. Daniel? This feels like it could land right on three. Um, my numbers, my raw numbers make this close for Iowa State, like minus six and a half. And then the question sort of becomes, you know, what's home field advantage for Ohio? I'm going to argue probably pretty little to none. Uh, I've got real money already on Iowa State. Uh, a group this morning, it was either yesterday or this morning, I believe uh, hit Iowa State's. There was a pretty like market wide move from two and a half to three that happened uh, in the last twenty four hours. So, um, 
I think it's the sharp, sharp side. Chris, I'm rolling with you. Iowa State Cyclones, minus three. I think they cover this number. If they don't win this game, uh, that'll be a bad look for the Cyclones this year. I mean, I know it's a short line, so it's sort of mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a coin flip on the odds, but it's like, you know, you go out to the MAC and you go play Ohio and you're Iowa State, you lose these guys after you just lost to Iowa in a game where, you know, you played well, but it got away from you on some wonky plays. So, I don't know. I, I've They should win. I hope they cover. Iowa State minus three. Ohio's offense isn't very good. Iowa State's defense is good, especially that secondary. Like, I just, like, I don't – Ohio might not score ten points. Like, I just – like, I don't – if Iowa State doesn't cover this, if they lose this game, then it's because they – just turn the ball over, over and over and over again. Like I don't, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see an, a situation where Ohio wins this in any way other than some like crazy fluky stuff on the road. I mean, books are telling us this this final is going to be twenty three twenty Iowa State, and when you think of it that way, they're presenting a pretty close game to you. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, a game where you're sitting there a lot thinking, "Crap, is Ohio going to pull this off?" So, uh, I, I agree with you that Iowa State's defense, I think can keep this Ohio offense in check. But, you know, again, uh, the institution of betting is telling us, hey, final, 23-20. Yeah, Ohio put up 13 points at San Diego State, uh, 27 on FCS Long Island, and 10 at Florida Atlantic. I just, like, okay. Like, cool. All right. Sure thing. Vegas is smarter than I, but I don't. I don't agree with them. Uh, let's hit a couple of these quick here. We've got Oklahoma on the road at Tulsa uh, at the moment. You know what? I got to I gotta quit. It. Just ignore my notes because my notes are inaccurate because apparently these numbers have all had some crazy movement since earlier in the day. Let's go see. I love when I can't find things. It's just, it's great radio. Uh, Oklahoma currently a 27 and a half point favorite on the road at Tulsa. Total is at 59 and a half. Daniel, sir, you are up. Uh, Circa's got no, 28. Sorry. Yeah, just go ahead. I think Circa's got 28 right now. I, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm thinking Tulsa. I'm thinking Tulsa at plus 28 at home. They're going to cover that number against Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, Chris, you were supposed to be first. I've, I've lost. I've lost. No worries. I, I, I've been, I'm not kidding when I say I haven't known what day it is all week long. <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll jump I, in because I think that's a good time to jump in. I want to take Tulsa. I, I'm not sold on OU. There's something weird going on in Norman. The whole thing with the Levy news, and there were a couple of local, I'm out of Wilma City, there were a couple of local prominent media members that were very uh, pushy on the aspect that they were concerned that Levy would just walk, but he would just quit midseason. Uh, I think most OU fans I, are okay I, with that. <laughs> right. I mean, here's the thing. OU, without, with Kel Gundy gone, OU doesn't have any to, to take over from him. It, it both, and how are you going to get hired somewhere else if you're quit your last job over Art Bryles? Like, the, but regardless, I think there's more going on. I think Levy might just, in general, be unhappy. And, and this is just based on, there's a lot of rumor out there for none of this to be true, for, for something weird is going on in the locker room in Norman. However, I don't think Tulsa's the team to expose it. I think OU goes out. They get the win. I bet against them last week. I think it was too early. Um, I do think this team will struggle in Big 12 play, but give me Oklahoma to cover this one. And I think it's, I can get it for 27 and a half. You said, Oklahoma. You, said, you said Oklahoma covers, right? Correct. Under the four scores. Yeah, 27 and a half. Uh, look, OU is 2-0 and against the spread so far this season, covering lines of more than two touchdowns both times. I, I think they do it again. Um, I just I just do. like, And I'm not – it doesn't tell me anything about Oklahoma. Um, I think the offense will show up after everything that's been going on this past weekend. I, I think Levy had a terrible performance and then pulled all that crap with his father-in-law. Um, I think Levy's time in Norman probably needs to be done at the end of this season, whether that's his decision or someone else's. I mean, the guy just, the guy has done all the right moves since leaving Baylor. And the way he handled things at Baylor was god awful. Like, 
he was one of the ones out there with the CAB shirts and, and vocally defending Art Bryles. And he's kept his mouth shut since he left. Like, this is a guy who has been in consideration for some head coaching jobs. You just came out and basically defended Art Bryles and changed your Instagram profile picture to include him. Like, this is a weird, I'm not, I'm, I keep saying it, it's a weird hill for you to have your career die on. And it's not like you've been just an amazing offensive coordinator so far. Uh, if I'm, if I'm Venables, like I've just found, um, I found the sacrificial lamb. If the season doesn't go great. Uh, and his name is, do you think if they still had Kale Gundy, he was still, that Levy would be fired. I don't think Kale Gundy would make it. I don't know. Cause Kale Gundy is not the offense. Wasn't the offense coordinator. Like, I don't think that matters. No, but he, he knew he'd been, he knew enough of the offense to, to take over the role. He needed to, they don't have that person right now. No, I, I think that, that he would still, Levy would still be here and they'll deal with it accordingly at the end of the season. Uh, honestly, like I, I think this story is going to go away until the season's over and then we're going to find out what happens to Jeff Levy. And it won't shock me if there's someone new calling offensive plays for Oklahoma when they enter the SEC. So, um, all right, next up, Chris, you get to go first this time since you're supposed to go first. Last time I've thrown this whole thing all out of whack. It's one of those days. I just, I can't help it. Uh, Cincinnati. Facing off against Miami of Ohio. It's a rivalry game. Battle for the bell. Uh, Cincinnati, a 14-point favorite. Total on this one, 45.5. I see some 45s. I see some 45s and a half, if it depended upon if you want the total. Chris, uh, you get to go first here, man. What do you want? Well, if I can get the 16 and a half, that would be really good. I, don't throw, don't, I already refreshed the page. <laughs> don't be trying to – don't trick me. I, that's this is what it shows. I don't have to tell you. Uh, it was right get off act. Get off Action Network. <laughs> it shows website. the best on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll let Daniel take a look at the lines. I'm not sold. That's not the line. But give da- me Daniel, oh, Daniel is, official ruling. What is what is? Oh, you know what? Fourteen. It's it's fourteen. The line's fourteen. Yeah, I'm I'm wrong on this one. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I read the wrong column. We're we're up. That was what it opened at. Sixteen and a half is what it opened at. It is at fourteen. That is correct. Dude, um, it's weird because it seems like there's a lot of people out there picking Miami, and which is odd because Cincinnati seems like a better team, but they're coming off the big win. They're coming off a win where they were the underdog, right? Uh, yes, against yeah, uh, Pitt. Yeah. So and on the road now, hmm, coming back home, maybe a little bit of a letdown. I'm just going. Uh, I'm going to take Miami here, I think. I like Cincinnati to win. I think they definitely win, but maybe maybe it's a little uglier than we think. I'm going to take Miami. Uh, I don't know what our order is anymore. Daniel, go ahead. <laughs> um, this Cincinnati Bearcats team, I like a lot, and they are – I think they're flying under the radar as a very good team this year. Uh, blew out Eastern Kentucky that first week. I think that's who they played. Um absolutely rolled them, blew the spread out there, go on the road as dogs to pit. And they were just a better team. They performed better. Um, I was on Cincinnati last week. Um, they won straight up. They come in this week. My numbers have this thing closer to minus 19, minus 19 and a half. I am really surprised Miami's taking on money, especially when Miami's offense ranks sort of in the bottom 20%. They're somewhere around, I've got them at like 112th best offense in the country. And they are playing a pass defense right now. Granted, they've played Pitt and Eastern Kentucky, but Cincinnati's holding quarterbacks to like, I think uh, it's like high 30s, 38%, 39% here in my notes, um, completion percentage. And Gabbert in Miami, Ohio, like accuracy is one of his number one issues. You know, he goes off last week against UMass, only completes 12 of 22 against UMass. It's like, I see no path to success for Miami of Ohio through the air. And I just feel like when Cincinnati gets up and Miami, Ohio has to go to the air to hang in this game, it's absolutely over. Cincinnati covers this number. I think Cincinnati is undervalued right now. And I'll be betting Cincinnati next week against Oklahoma as well. But Long-winded version. See, I think that's Cincinnati. part of it. I, I think this. I think the position, this little sandwich game, trap game, 
Sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, this this Cincinnati team, their secondary is performing at a very good level, and it's a terrible matchup for Miami's offense, just in my opinion. And uh, mm-hmm. I will have real money on Cincinnati on minus 14, and I'm taking them here on the pod, minus 14. Nice. If this wasn't – I think two things are true. If this wasn't a trophy game, a rivalry game, an in-state game that's played annually for Cincinnati, I could see the look-ahead situation. Um, but I also think – like to some extent, I'm not sure Vegas has still adjusted to Cincinnati enough yet, given what happened the last two weeks. Like maybe Pitt's just bad. Like Cincinnati has vastly overachieved. I'm taking Cincinnati with you. I'm taking the minus fourteen. Um, this is the oldest non-conference rivalry in the U.S., beginning all the way back in 1988. Uh, Cincinnati currently leads the series 60 to 59 and seven. Seven ties, yay. But they won 16 in a row. Let's just say that they're going to make it 17. They're going to cover. I will take them minus 14 as well. I think that is the just side. Just gifting you that one. That's fine, you know. The, 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 the 2v1. I know, I know. No, not not this. Not on this game. Not on this no. game. I, it's, it's shocking. Uh, it is shocking that it opened at 17. It's been bet. That money. That much money is coming yeah. on Miami of Ohio. I don't, like, the look ahead I get, I I don't. I don't buy it in the spot. Uh, okay, I, I, I'll make an argument for people betting Miami Ohio. Um, I, well, I, I love I love this angle actually. When you have such a low total, and it's like there was sixteen and a half out there, that means people might have been grabbing seventeens. Like some real serious money might have been hitting seventeens around minus one twenty. Um, I mean, even having a 16 when you have a total of like 46, 47, if you think Miami of Ohio is going to be competent at all, having that 16 or 17 with that really low total is a great spot to be in as a better. Uh, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sort of guessing because my numbers don't say bet Miami of Ohio, but in thinking why that number might have been hit, that's why. It's because it's such a low total. Fair enough. Yeah. Before we get to one of the absolute games of the week that I am just absolutely thrilled about. I need to remind you all about our friends at Charlie Hustle. This podcast, this pod, the 10 12 podcast and the 10 12 network are brought to you by our friends at Charlie Hustle clothing company. Charlie Hustle is a vintage inspired clothing company based out of Kansas city that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today. Show off your school spirit all season long. They've got some absolutely fantastic old school looking college football helmet tees. They've got shirts for every Big 12 school except Cincinnati. They're working on it. With your school slogan, Sick and Bears, Loyal and True, Oklahoma State, Go Pokes. Okay? I'm there. They have some absolutely incredible stuff. If you have not gone to Charlie Hustle yet, you need to go do so now and stock yourself up for the rest of the season, basketball season, the whole collegiate athletic year. Don't forget to use that promo code 101215, T-E-N-1215, for 15% off your purchase on all non-sale items. We love to be partnered with Charlie Hustle. They make incredible stuff. They love the Big 12. Their Big 12 selection is fantastic. They've got Colorado as well, and they've got some really good Colorado stuff if you want to go ahead and start stocking up on that school before they arrive, or you just want to join the bandwagon and have some Colorado gear and be like, oh, yeah, I've heard about them. They've got Colorado covered as well. So go to Charlie Hustle. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all of your collegiate apparel needs. Shop at charliehustle.com. Promo code 101215 for 15% off all non-sale items. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. All right, folks, it's time for the Backyard Brawl. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for this game. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be fantastic. Here's my favorite thing about this, and I don't know how West Virginia fans will feel about this fact. This game opened with Pitt as a two-point favorite. It has flipped to West Virginia as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. We've got to flip. Total is at 47. I see 47s. I see 47s and a half. You got a lot of options if that's the size you want to take. Let's see. Is it one, two, three, one? 
I don't know. I guess it. I don't know whose turn it is now. Like I said, it was Daniel, me, Chris, Daniel. Okay, I guess it's my turn. I'll go. Uh, look, it's in the backyard brawl. It's going to be an absolute insanity in Morgantown. This is the first time West Virginia has hosted the backyard brawl since 2011. I don't care how down the fans are about things right now. They will be there. They will be jacked. They will be crazy. Couches will be pre-covered in kerosene. Moonshine is going to be flowing. I kid about the moonshine, but y'all are going to be drinking. I know you're going to be drinking. It's going to be crazy. It's a night game. You're going to have all day to prepare yourself for this one. Pit at home for the first time since 2011. It's going to be wild. And just, just, I cover earmuffs, kids. It's going to be a shit show. And I cannot <laughs> wait at all. Now for the actual game. Y'all, West Virginia has done what they were supposed to do. They got beat by Penn State. And they blew out a bad FCS team. Pitt has not done what they're supposed to do. If not for two fourth quarter touchdowns that didn't impact the outcome, Pitt would have gotten blown out by Cincinnati last week. Blown out. And they were a seven and a half point favorite. Pitt might not be very good. Obviously, this is a big game for Pitt. It's a rivalry game. They care. They're coming off a loss. They want to get a win. But Neil Brown needs this game. He needs this game for his career in West Virginia. If he wants to stay in Morgantown, he needs this win. Because this is a loss with what's coming up after this game with TCU and Texas Tech. Like, I They got to get it. Because this will buy him a lot of leeway throughout the season. West Virginia needs this game. West Virginia has this game at home. The fans are going to be crazy. I wish it was still pit favored because it would make this a lot easier. But let's see. What's the best line I can get? I think it's one and a half. See. There is might be some, one and a half? someone might have a random one somewhere. If it's a real I one. See some, I see some random ones. I see mostly one and a half. I'll take one and a half. Give me West Virginia to win this game, to cover the one and a half, to win the backyard brawl, and for West Virginia fans to just celebrate for the next eight days afterwards. Chris? Yeah, I really want this for West Virginia. I mean, the I know the I hate Pitt runs strong with the with them. If I've learned anything That's not the since same. they joined the conference, it's, it's, it's that. Not that I hate they, it's not I hate Pitt. It's not? Earmuffs, kids. It's eat shit, Pitt. Well, okay, from raspy voice kids, they just say I hate that. <laughs> well, yeah, because that. they're that. Yes. Okay. Well, that's where I learned that from. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> anywho, oh man, I, I want to take West Virginia. I've just seen them fold in this position far too many times at home, where I feel like you know they have a chance or, or they have a chance to do something, and then they just don't, and. I, I'm not going to bet on them to do it here all of a sudden just because it's a rivalry game. I think everybody's overreacting to the game last week from Pitt. Uh, I mean, clearly they had this game up next. And, you know, I mean, you don't overlook Cincinnati, but it is what it is. I'm not going to overreact from one game. Uh, going into it, I think Pitt's the better team. FPI is favors Pitt in a major way. It's not even that close. I'm going to take Pittsburgh, but I really want West Virginia to win. I would like to see that. Daniel? Man, some serious money came in on uh, on uh, West Virginia there, man. That's a that's a big flip. I don't really know. Yeah, maybe people just down on Pitt. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to besmirch West Virginia, but there's not a lot to be up on West Virginia about right now. So it's like down on Pitt, then a rivalry game, and, and Pitt's got UNC coming up after this. Um, I hate Pat Narduzzi. I mean, I just think the guy is such a bad coach. He's yeah, he he and Dana, man, they're in the back seat together, handcuffed together. It's like these two. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna reluctantly go with the under here. Both these both these teams have played to the over so far this year. I mean, you know, one was that bad beat with uh, West Virginia and Penn State, but um, both teams playing a lot to the over. Total's been bet down. Looks like sort of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, another sort of clear weather day. Uh, no rain, light wind. Pat Narduzzi, uh, he's like a slightly to the under coach when he's on the road. Divisional game, backyard brawl. What do we have, 47 and a half? We have 47 and a half. 
God, this thing's literally saying this is going to be a 24-23 final, huh? I, I can't see Pitt scoring 23 points. Yeah, give me the under. My only concern here is Cincinnati made Pitt's secondary look bad last week, and that's usually a staple of a Pitt defense. Either Cincinnati is really good this year, like way better than we think they are, or Pitt's defense is just not there. And, and look, don't be wrong, Pat Narduzzi loves defense. He hates offense. So if your defense isn't there for Pitt and you're not going to play offense, ooh, could be a long year for Pitt. Boo-hoo, so sad, don't care. Uh, okay, moving on along, let's hit a couple of these quick. Oklahoma State uh, welcoming the team I believe is their most difficult non-conference opponent. South Alabama to Stillwater. OSU at the moment pretty much a seven-point favorite across the board. Total on this one is all over the map. I see 48s, 47 and a half. Is that a 49 at Circa? That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. they're hanging that. All right. Hey, if they're going to hang it, someone might want to take it. Uh, let's see. It's It should be Chris. Chris is up first. Chris, what would you like, sir? All right. Man, I am not sold on this Oklahoma State team. I do not think they're very good. I think they're middle of the pack week 12. I don't understand what Gunny's doing with the three quarterbacks. Hopefully he'll nominate someone here soon for the starter job. It's tough, man. Last week, I don't want to take too long in this game, but last week I was super frustrated against Arizona State. It's an ugly game. You take the lead. You start finally building some offensive momentum under Gundy, and it's a two-point game. Take the lead. They punt. You get the ball back, and then you throw in a cold quarterback in the fourth quarter. You haven't warmed up since – you know, three hours ago or two and a half hours ago, whatever it was. Like, I, they thankfully did what they're supposed to do and they took care of that and they, they got the W there. But that's not a recipe for long term success. I, super frustrating. Hmm. All that to say, I think Oklahoma State's the better team here at home. Uh, give me the Cowboys. I just don't feel good about it. Daniel? Oh, for all that, you went OK State. Yeah, I mean, I got to share my – man, that, that fourth quarter decision really – I'd have that a little bit. So, I'm not sold on South Alabama, personally. Um, Tulane's good. Tulane kind of stomped South Alabama. And then, I don't know. They had a get-back game last week against Southeast Louisiana, whoever they played. I think, yeah, I think that's who it was. And it's like, huh? He did our. I mean, they did fine. Quarterback did fine. They won, what, 35-17. I know last week was ugly for Oklahoma State, but, I mean, what do you want? They went on the road. They won by margin. It was an ugly game, and they got out of there with a win. Now they get to go home, non-conference opponent that people are kind of high on. I don't know that I buy it. I'm not as low. Um, I, I think the media and the general sense on OK State right now is that like they don't have something figured out. And I don't entirely feel that way. I mean, I know the quarterback thing's a little silly, but I think they cover the seven. This is either they they cover the seven and they win by double digits or South Alabama somehow wins this game. And it's like, OK, now I really don't know what's going on with either of these teams. Um, Oklahoma State is going to cover this seven this week against South Alabama. And it's going to happen in the second half. Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Do you show that the line has come down since it opened at nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. But it looks yeah. like the majority of the bets are on Oklahoma State. You know, I wouldn't really look at – so that that sort of ticket percentage stuff, it's fun and it's mm-hmm. cute and it's, like, cool to read. But, you know, so – a lot of these pages that put up these numbers, um, number one, some of these pages that put up numbers is probably just BS noise. I think in the case of like Action Network, you know, they have agreements, they have what are called affiliate agreements with some books and they'll have one or two books where they get their information. So it's like when we're reading that, you're reading, you know, I'm making this small sample size. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's like, they just have numbers from like, you know, FanDuel, and maybe that's it or something, you know, and again, I'm speculating. I don't know exactly how they have it set up, but it's something like that. You know, we're looking at maybe one or two books and it's like, is the information trailing by a day? We don't really know. So um, 
again, it's fun to take a quick look at it. I would say don't get too caught up. Don't get too bogged down in like, you know, ticket money splits and stuff like that from, from pages that have affiliate agreements with books. Okay. I love when our, our quick ones take a while. Uh, uh, (laughs) Look, I think Oklahoma wins this game. I know I was really high. South Alabama was my, you know, G5 preseason darling. The shine has come off of them a bit. Um, This does have weird vibes to it. I do think this is the best opponent Oklahoma State's played in the non-conference. Yes, that includes Arizona State last week. I want to ride with you guys. But I'm... If I'm going to get a 49 from Circa, I'm taking the under. Because the under's hit 2-0 and for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's covered two weeks, but one of those FCS. I don't want to talk about that. But the under has hit two weeks in a row for Oklahoma State. Um, at a 49, oh, thank you, Circa. I appreciate that. That is, a, that is a gift. That is a kindness that you have bestowed upon me. Give it to me, under 49. All right. Uh... Look, this is going to be our game of the week. I was going to pull a, a spot from Prize Picks. Alas, it's Wednesday night, and Prize Picks doesn't have all the college stuff up yet, and they don't have a Big 12 game up yet, so I can't pick anything from this game. But BYU on the road at Arkansas. I will be at this game. Very, very excited about that. This is going to tell us a lot about an Arkansas team that I'm not super high on, and a BYU team that I don't have a good read on. Arkansas currently an eight-point favorite over BYU total is I see 47s and 47 and a halfs across the board. Let's see. <laughs> Daniel, sir, what would you like here? This is a fascinating game. I, I'm really looking forward to this game. I didn't know you were going, man. That's really cool. You're going to have a great time. Um, okay, a couple things going on here. Arkansas, uh, I, I believe, you know, the guy they're sort of using is their bell cow this year. I believe he's out this week. Um, yeah, uh, I, his name, I can't remember, but, but he's good enough to where I actually, I like, I think he's sort of worth me about half a point personally to the spread. And so, um, I bet this game earlier in the week, um, I bet this at BYU plus 10 and a half. Uh, I had some stuff on them. I really like my line for this is closer to an eight, uh, and even make a seven and a half with that running back out. I liked the low total and I liked that it's getting bet down. So um, BYU was out of 10 and a half. That's down now to seven and a half. Uh, I think one, maybe even two groups bet this under because uh, this thing has dropped four and a half, five points across the market. Uh, uh, BYU head coach, his name escapes me, but he is, uh, he's a non-conference and visitor. He's a big under coach. Like uh, he hit, his under is like, in the last five years, non-conference and, you know, being a visitor is under something like nine and two or nine and three or something like that. But both these numbers have moved so much just for the sake of the pod, I will make a pick. I don't know that I would bet these right now. Um, I'm going to roll with, uh, let's go. I'm going to go BYU plus eight. Um, I think that's the best line that's available to me right now. Um, I'm taking BYU plus eight. I've got real money on the 10 and a half. I can never tell you to take the eight. I also like the under, but it's like that number has been hammered so much. I couldn't tell someone in good conscience to bet that under now, but let's go BYU. Cover this bad boy. Uh, Let's see. You're saying on the road unders. Let's see. Kalani Sataki is the head coach of BYU. Uh, Has been since 2016. So let's go look at BYU on the road since 2016 and the over under BYU is 17 and 19. So 19 and 17 to the under. So it's just a slight lean there. Um, it's just as a way team. I don't know about away. Can I do away non-conference? What just non-conference, but they don't have a, they haven't had a conference. I don't know how that works. Oh, excuse me. Uh, as a dog, as a visiting as a dog. Visiting, man, me. you're getting some, you're getting some stuff. I can't think as a way. Oh, good. Okay, Sorry. no, as a way underdog. Since 2016, six and nine to the over. So nine and six to the under. Nine and six to the under. Okay. Um, I liked that 
total a lot more when it was uh, about four points higher. I don't buy Arkansas so far. Uh, that running back you're talking about is Raheem Rocket Sanders that will not be playing. I like I live in Arkansas. I get to watch a good amount of Arkansas. I have not been impressed by Arkansas at all. Now, it's not like I've been impressed to be by BYU. Um, I still don't know who that team is. But I have not been super impressed by Arkansas so far. I, oh. I'm taking BYU to cover the eight. I just, I, I think they can. Like, I, I lean towards Arkansas winning this game because I just haven't been all that. Like, I still don't know what my read on BYU is. But my lack of, like, this feels like a, an open year in the West in the SEC. Like, Arkansas should be, like, chomping at the bit of that opportunity. And they just have not done much that impresses me so far through two weeks. So I will, I'll take BYU to cover this one. Chris. Yeah. I mean, this is pretty much a coin flip. I mean, it is what it is. I probably wouldn't bet in real life since both of you lined up on the same side. I'm just going to take the easy money and take Arkansas to cover and let that be that. It's a winning strategy. It, it is a, it is a winning strategy. So there's nothing wrong uh, with that whatsoever. Okay. Uh, we've got our first official big 12 conference game of the season Houston welcoming TCU to Houston this is gonna be a fun one I'm I'm excited for it obviously I won't be watching it uh TCU is currently a seven and a half point favorite on the road total in this one is 64 and a half I've lost track of whose turn it is I think it's actually I think Daniel went so I think it's my turn uh it is I think it's you yeah I, I have no like what the hell happened to Houston last week? You got down 28 to nothing to <laughs> Rice. Like, I'm glad you mounted the comeback and came back and lost an over, like, double overtime. Like, I don't think Houston is that bad. I don't. I think they just weren't prepared in that game whatsoever. I don't think they're very good. I think Houston might actually end up being the worst team in the Big 12 this year. I, I, yeah, look. TCU, I don't, I'm, I got nothing. I got no read on this game. I just like T, Houston's been bad. TCU is, I know they have a loss, but let's not act like they got blown out or something. They lost a close game to a hard to predict Colorado, who's a whole lot better than anybody thought. TCU is, I wish I could get this at, at open at six. I wish I could get this under a touchdown because that'd be great. At seven and a half, fine. I'll take it. I'll get TCU to cover. Chris? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on it for me a little bit. Uh, on the TCU side, I don't think they're as bad as that Colorado loss. They're just a couple unlucky breaks away from from winning that game by three scores. It is what it is. We've talked about it before. Colorado, um, clearly they have some momentum, some swagger, some some luck on their side right now. Uh, we'll see how that holds out for them. But uh, I, I'm not going to – I don't think TCU is as bad as we saw there. I think they bounce back. This is the first real game we're going to see after that. Uh, the first real test on the Houston side. Listen, I'm quickly just hating this team. They, they it's, it doesn't matter if I bet against them or for them. They do the opposite. Uh, last week, uh, like they, oh man, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Houston right now. I'm going to take TCU to get this cover uh, on the road. Daniel, I just want to say I love the Rice. <laughs> God, that was such a fun <laughs> game to follow. I was, I mean, listen, I, they were actually winning for me. I was like, okay, I believe in, I didn't believe in week one, bet against them. It blew up in my face. I was like, okay, I'm going to ride with Houston. I, I count them out. And we should remember from them. last year, every time we start to like come around to Houston, they shoot us in the foot. Right? Every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. I mean, this is third year in a row. Well documented. Dana listens to Paul. <laughs> he knows. He knows what you guys are picking. He likes messing with you too. I'm riding with the over here. Um, it's a little bit of, I mean, it's, it, this can be a get right game for Houston's offense if they want. Um, look, I think TCU might just have a little bit of an average defense. I don't know. Like, I, I, I sort of don't know at this point, you know. Um, they played last week Lamar or something or Nichols State, something like that. Like, right. That's what I, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how TCU's defense is going to be this year. 
Um, if Houston has any life, any competence at this point, um, offensively, they're going to be able to do something as TCU. And I think TCU will have, should not have any issues scoring in this game. Uh, Sonny Dykes wants another get right against a real opponent. So for each of them, it's like a 38-31 type finish, 41-31, something like that. So this game's going to go over that posted total. What do we got, 64 uh, right now? Yeah, he's 64 and uh half. Hold on. What's the best one I can get you? I Who's got a 60? I see 64 and a half everywhere except. Yeah, 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 64. That That's fine. This thing's going to land in sort of the 68-plus range. Okay. So, um Maybe higher. I think it could get pushed into the 70s, but we'll see. Give All me right. that over. All right. Oh, this has not been we got a few more picks. I just like I every podcast is someone's first. If you're a first time listener for whatever reason, like we're usually better than this. <laughs> oh man. Um uh yes. Are we last I'm on week fire? Was, I'm, I'm lining up. I'm lining up last 10 and 0 right was now. awesome. What do you mean? Okay, we were fantastic, we were smooth, we were clean. We're gonna go over an hour on episode. I'm like, yeah, we won't even we won't even need an hour tonight. This is gonna be great. I just only got ten picks. We're gonna go quick ones. Yeah, no. Uh, all right. Texas coming off that massive win on the road at Alabama. Currently a we're gonna go with thirty. I see some twenty nines and twenty nine and a half. So we'll just whatever you want to do. A thirty point favorite over Wyoming total at forty eight and a half. That one's pretty consistent across the board. I don't know whose turn it is. We're going to say it's Chris's turn. You're up, bud. Yeah, big shock. A few years into NIL and Texas is becoming a monster. Uh, who saw that coming? This is uh, – they look really good. And I, and I hate that they're going to win the Big 12 on the way out, but they are. Uh, this conference is theirs right now. However, I'm, I think I'm going to take – I'm going to take Wyoming <laughs> – I don't feel good about it. Texas could cover this by halftime, but I'm going to take Wyoming to cover the 29 and a half, I think is what I can get it for right now. Uh, they, you know, coming off the huge win at Alabama, you know, they're going to celebrate that for a little bit. Then you got Baylor up next. More of a position pick for me. They're going to win this game, obviously, but, you know, they're going to have a hard time taking it seriously. Uh, if you want why Give me, okay, yeah, give me Wyoming. Plus 30. Oh, perfect. I'll take uh, it. Daniel. Oh, with Chris here. This is, I love this spot for Wyoming. I'll, I'll have real money. I'm going to wait. I hope this thing gets out to 30 and a half, 31. I'm going to wait to bet on Saturday, but I mean, this is Wyoming or nothing right now. You know, you, t- Sark just exercised demons on the road last week. And these guys got to come home. And now play Wyoming, who has a competent defense and a competent ground game. Like, that's a recipe for a dog to hang. So, we'll keep it quick. Wyoming plus 30. Do I, do I, do I take what we believe is the easy win by expecting Texas to cover? Um, do you have the, the, you know, the, not let down because they're not going to lose, but the, you know, the post big win hangover is still there. I don't know. I really want to take the under in this game. I'm just afraid it's right on the mark. Like I, you look at Texas scored 37 against Rice, 34 against Alabama. Uh, the Rice game was weird. Like I, they've got a good game at Baylor, who's who's in a bad. I, I kind of want to take the under. I think Wyoming is going to try and slow this game down. I think their defense is decent enough to do a little bit to slow Texas down. I think Wyoming's probably not going to score very much. Like, if this is a low-scoring game, then Wyoming covers because Texas wins, like, 35-7, to 7, right? And so it's, you just you just get that. It's just inside of 30. I think I'm going to take the under. I Because I, I could see this going one of two ways. I could see Texas saying, we got past the big one. Let's just roll. Let's just let's just put this thing on our back and just bulldoze everyone until we feel like we were up against an actual opponent like Oklahoma. And I think that's how they're going to look at the Big 12 this year is everyone's coming to get us. Let's put the target on them in our minds and let's just we're not we're not going to tiptoe around. We're not going to be we're just going to go beat her because we just went on the road and beat Alabama. None of you are going to scare us after we did that and we beat them 
soundly. It was not a fluky, weird, goofy. Like, we went in and beat Alabama on the road. None of y'all are going to scare us the rest of the way. I'm really concerned Texas might just come in in this game and like, well, there's the bad. Nope, no hangover. We're ready to roll. I'm going to take the under. The concern here for me on the under is that just Texas hits 48 points on their own. They haven't done that yet, but like that, that would be the only concern that I would have in this situation. Um, but I'm taking the under. I, I feel, I feel better about that. Uh, last week, 12 game of the week to pick Kansas on the road at Nevada. Another late night game. I think this is a nine 30 kickoff. Kansas currently a 28, a four touchdown favorite. When's the last time Kansas was a four touchdown favorite against anyone. Total is at 58 on the road at Nevada. Um, Daniel, you're up, sir. What would you like? Oh, I'll keep it short and sweet. Kansas should cover this game. Uh, Nevada's about as bad as it gets right now in college football. My only concern, I think this is a little bit of maybe a look ahead for Kansas. Well, I'm a BYU now. So I don't know, just late, you know, late kick. Kansas got to cover, basically win this thing by 30. It's just a tough spot and the back door's open, right? Like, unless Kansas is up like 42 7 or something with four minutes left, this door's open. So I'm going to hold my nose. I'm taking Kansas on the road, minus 28. I'm with you. I don't know how the Big 12 scheduled so many G5 school to schools that might be the worst program in FBS this year. But we've had Arkansas State, we've had Kent State, now we have Nevada. But that is a that is a bottom of CFB this year. Uh, Kansas should have no problem. Like their defense actually did a good job against Illinois. Like Nevada's offense is way worse than Illinois. Their defense is way worse than Illinois. Like Kansas should have no problem going under. Like it could be one of those like low scoring late, but I absolutely see a situation where we're good into the second half and Kansas puts up like 28 points in the third quarter and covers this. No problem. I've got Kansas minus 28 as well. Chris. Yeah. Nevada has no rushing, no rush attack. Uh, that's not going to get any better against the Kansas rush defense. Uh, Kansas pass defense is, is not terrible. Uh, I like the Jayhawks here. I, I don't like the, the we're all on the same side. Also don't like the 28. I wish it was 27 well, and a half. Wishes and butts um, and and nuts and yada, yada, yada. So uh, I'm buying down half a point is what I'm telling you guys. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, uh, half a win. Oh, can I take the automatic win with Nevada? Then just go against you guys. No, I'll take, I feel Kansas. I'm going to take Kansas. Well, there it is. Wolfpack covers for I mean, sure. what, what do you do? I, I, I'm in we a loser. We, we no, all got Cincinnati and Oklahoma State last week when we all agreed. The oh, only okay. the only okay. three right. the only right. three way agreement we have been wrong on was Baylor in week one. But we were two and zero oh last week when we all agreed on the same thing. So right. just saying, just saying. All right, uh, it's time for our non Big Twelve pick. Everybody can pick one game. You can pick a dog if you want. You can pick a total. You can pick a spread. Uh, any game, non-Big 12, I think I am up first. I have real money. I'm doing it again. Me and my – I take a dog to win a game. Um, I'm not going to take the straight up, though. I'm taking Georgia Southern. I need to see what they're at because when I got them, I got them at plus 19 and a half. So let's see if that's still available. Uh, against Wisconsin. Uh. I, yeah, I can still get it at 19 and a half. Oh, is that a 20? Oh, please tell me that 20 is at Circa. Oh, oh, it is. <gasps> I'm going to take it. Circa, Circa's yeah. real. That's real numbers. Um, I'm taking Georgia Southern to cover 20 points. Like, Georgia Southern is pretty solid. They're pretty solid team so far. Like, they're not going to, they're not world beaters. They're not going to go undefeated. They're not going to beat the world. But, like, I've been very unimpressed in year one for Wisconsin. I could absolutely see Georgia Southern covering a 20-point spread against Wisconsin. I put $2 on them to pull off the upset straight up because it just seemed nice to get a, you know, what was it, plus 575? Yeah, I couldn't turn that down. I think they covered. I got I got Georgia Southern. And if I get about plus 20, that's even better. Chris? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to SEC, Vanderbilt on the road at UNLV. Uh, UNLV three and zero against the spread. Vanderbilt zero and two against the spread, I believe. So I like that. I like that UNLV is the home team, and UNLV coming off the big loss to Michigan last week. I think Vanderbilt's not going to be quite the challenge Michigan was for them. Um, so I, I like uh, I like UNLV to 
to cover here. I believe it's a four and a half point game, but I was trying to find an updated line. It is but a four and a half. I couldn't find it. Okay, four and a half. All right, Daniel. I'm rolling with Georgia Tech. Um, I just this line is just feels too big to be 18 against Old Miss. I mean, uh, Tulane's D is the strength of their team, and obviously their quarterback was out last week. But it's like Tulane hung that whole game, and Old Miss got really lucky to cover there at the end. Actually, Tulane covered the game with like three minutes left, and then it got silly in the last three minutes, and Old Miss ended up covering. But it's like now Old Miss has got to come back. A lot of injuries on offense, and they have to go cover three, you know, three scores against a Georgia Tech team that I feel like is absolutely on the up. And they don't like Georgia Tech's quarterback is solid. Guys, I can't remember his name. Some Haynes something. Um, anyway, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like Georgia Tech isn't some pathetic team here. We've got a banged up old miss that squeaked by Tulane, come home, now got to go cover three scores. Like that sort of doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. Georgia Tech 18. I could go on and on. I'm I'm gonna have real money down on this, but yeah, that just this feels like a eight point game or something or ten point game. I don't like it. Very nice, very nice, excellent work, everybody. Uh are we under an hour? No. We passed an hour. We did. What a shame. It's all right. This was fun. Good luck to everybody. Um, you know what? Go check out the YouTube channel, 10 to a podcast, YouTube, uh, special teams show is up. Colton Boomer, UCF kicker was our guest for this week. Uh, we've got an interview uh, about BYU soccer. You should go check out as well. 1012 network on Twitter and blue sky, 1012 pod on Instagram and threads. Check out the Patreon, link in the bio, shop Charlie Hustle, go check out prize picks, yada, yada, yada. Everybody enjoy your weekend. Daniel and Chris, love you guys. Talk to you next week. Podcast Network.